welcome to the second episode of the On a Family Basis podcast. My name is Jake. What's up? I'm Ben. I'm Dow. I'm Ben. And this is the baseball podcast where we, we will take the lap around the bases, talk about news, talk about different things in the world of baseball. And uh, we're four cousins. So we're just going to have a discussion about baseball right now. So, everyone good to go? It sounded like you said we're former cousins. And I was like, oh, I don't know what changed, but all right. I mean, a lot. That was going to be part of the show. So, <laughs> sorry. Ben. Yeah, ju- just wait. You'll find out. Yeah, yeah. big reveal at the end. <laughs> yeah. We have a Maury Povich. We you are adopted. It was unanimous. Yeah. <laughs> I just gotta go sprinting so, uh, around the house. <laughs> so, uh, well, we start every every episode with uh, what did you guys watch this past week in sports? So I can go first. I uh, <clears throat> I watched a lot of football on Sunday. It's usually my go-to. Um, I watched a very little bit of the college football because I was uh, commuting back from work last night so i didn't get to physically watch it but i saw that it was an insane game um from all intents and purposes and georgia you know pulling it out beating bama crazy um you know you guys can say what you want about the sec but you know we run things um so fact no but that's basically it i, I just watched football. all right dan what to watch Football, man. Just uh, <clears throat> I tried to. I was at work on Saturday, so I had to get to watch uh, the first game, which I think was the Chiefs, Chiefs Broncos game. I didn't get to the start of it, but I watched the Saturday night game and then watched football Sunday. Caught a little bit of the uh, national championship game last night. It was good. I enjoyed. I uh, caught the back half. The back half, which apparently is all where all the action actually was, uh, would have been nice. To see, would, would have been nice to see uh, Jameson Williams play the whole whole game. I thought you were going to say Jameis Winston. No, Jameson Williams. No, uh, no. coming down from the Raptors, Jameis Winston to come quarterback for one of the two teams. <laughs> kid Torres, uh, Kid Torres, the ACL man. Yeah. That sucks. It was nasty. It was a non-contact, right? Then he just kind of collapsed. He caught the ball, turned, and then kind of yeah. went down, right? Oof. Yeah, he. Uh, yeah, it's. I wonder how much that's going to put on his uh, draft. His uh, draft status. If he's smart, if he's smart, he stays at Bama another year, runs it back, and then comes out. I mean, it's Bama, so they'll be in the they'll be in the playoff again. Yeah, it's not like he's you know. So he's got the opportunity. Go ahead, Dell. I was at drill all weekend, so Boom. nothing. And then I drove seven hours to get back here. Um, and I walked, walked by the common area where the where Bama was playing Georgia and saw it was like six to three. Just out. I was like, oh, I'm good. <laughs> you like, wait, it'll catch me up later. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, I pretty much, yeah, sure. Um, I pretty much watched uh, nothing. Uh, 
because being a, a dad, um, as we talked about last week, the little amount that we get to watch sports um, is uh, Dummy, there's no food it's right now, few but... it's few and far between. So uh, I didn't get to spend that much time. So last yeah, last time I saw the championship game, the college football championship. Um, I think it was nine to six or something stupid. So it was uh, something something stupid. I mean, I mean, that's just a lot of field anyways. goals going on here. Yeah, so it was it was not my thing, but uh, yeah, that's it. So I don't know, no real sports. Um, that kind of leads into the first topic, uh, for baseball. There was very little to watch across all sports, really, but uh, especially baseball, the CBA uh, agreement that they're working on or supposed to be working on right now. Um, there was news just today, so we're recording on Tuesday night. Uh, reporter Jeff Passan just announced it uh, on Thursday, so the day after this, this comes out so on Thursday, the uh, Major League Baseball will be meeting with the Players Association and having a bargaining session on Thursday, where they will talk about core economic issues, which pretty much just means money. So, uh, but they're going to be meeting. So that's at least a good first step, right? I mean, yeah. it gets it. The fact that they're going to be in the room, sorry, no, the fact that they're going to be in the room together is a positive. You have to look at that as a as a as a good thing. Now, it being the first. Uh, negotiation obviously there's you have to figure the mlbpa is over here and mlb is over here and eventually they're going to have to try to whittle their way to the middle so while it's exciting and it's it's awesome that there is something going on today or or progress by thursday like you said jake that they will be talking it's hard to be optimistic about what it means long term like I, i still think we're not months until we get this worked out a month and a half i i think we're going into spring training without uh without a deal yeah yeah i mean i i think he, i th- i mean i know i agree on that uh so but the the news is that they're going to be meeting so that's i mean again it's something it's really this lockout is stupid but we're in it so it's it's a, a first step. Um, yeah. I'm cautiously optimistic, but we'll see. Um, the, so there was, there was actually for baseball in a lockout. There was quite a bit of news coming out, um, and I'll kind of go over that briefly. Is that the first piece of news is uh, about the Mets? The Mets hired uh, Joey Cora to be their third base coach, and they hired Aaron Chavez. Uh, who was recently hired by the Yankees, but for the Mets, he will be hired as a hitting coach. So that's always a good thing. Um, the the second piece of news is that um, let me pull it up. Uh, so this kind of cool news is that uh, Major League Baseball is working with Apple, so Apple TV Plus, to broadcast some games on apple tv plus 
the specifics have not been announced, but the fact that they're going to be making it available for streaming is kind of a big thing for Major League Baseball. Um, kind of the next thing is a bit of controversy. Ken, reporter Ken Rosenthal was fired by Major League Baseball and the MLB Network for supposedly being too critical of Commissioner Rob Manfred about his handling of the CBA and then also the COVID season. Um, so he was fired, but everyone likes him, so it doesn't really look good for the league to fire a beloved reporter. So I think we'll kind of see how, pe- how the fallout from that. Um, and then two pieces of news that I think we all discussed via text this week was that uh, there was big big news for women in baseball. Um, one thing, a 17-year-old in Australia, her name is Genevieve Beacom, she, she becomes the first woman to ever play in a professional baseball game in the world. So that's always a good thing. Um, she's 17 years old. Um, and she got to uh, pitch a scoreless inning for uh, a very prominent team in Australia. So that's always a breakthrough, great news uh, for her. And then also, just to kind of quickly go over it, is that there will be the first full-time manager for a a major league baseball affiliate team. And her name... (laughs) I'm going to be honest. I think I butchered her name up four times, so I'm going to hope I get it right this time. Um, her name is Rachel Baklovic, or Baklovic. Um, so she See, will be coaching. That so there you go. You, you know better than I do. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I tried to watch. I watch YouTube videos. I watched uh, a bunch of interviews, and everyone said it differently. So I'll probably get it wrong, <laughs> but either way, whatever. So, say, it wouldn't. I mean, be, it would be messed up if you got the first name wrong. I'll just say that. Yeah, I will say that. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, she will be the manager of the Low A Yankees affiliate. So, and she's the first ever uh, woman to manage a team at all, at any level in the MLB. So, big news for sure. And good for her. She's very qualified. She is uh, hopefully going to have a, a great year. So, we'll see. Absolutely. Uh, <clears throat> so, we'll kind of jump right into our topics. So our first base topic is a very interesting piece of news. I really did not expect this. I don't think anyone did. And our first base topic is the new Sunday Night Baseball broadcast called Sunday Night Baseball with K-Rod. It's going to to feature Alex Rodriguez and Michael K. And it will kind of mirror the Manning cast which they had for Monday Night Football, where the for El Rodriguez and Michael K eight for only eight games this uh, this next season, will they have a Manning cast like 
broadcast in which they will sit down and talk to guests, talk to each other about the game, and really not have any play-by-play. Um, but that's kind of the big news um, when it comes to having said that broadcast. So, what are you guys' initial thoughts about having an extra broadcast for Sunday Night Baseball? Is it even a good idea? I'll say this. I think it is a terrible idea. Only because of who is involved. A-Rod does not seem like the kind of guy personable enough that I would want to sit and watch on TV. Peyton Manning is genuinely a funny guy, right? Like his SNL was funny. His commercials are always good. He's got a genuine sense of humor. He seems lighthearted. He makes you want to watch something that he's in just because he's a genuinely likable guy. Where A-Rod, despite being as good as Peyton Manning, right? Like, I mean, if you look at their careers, both at the top of their game, whatever that may be, A-Rod doesn't seem like the kind of person that I would want to sit and watch a game with or hang out and watch it with. Because it's supposed to be like this, right? Like an open format where they're just watching the game unfold and they're talking to people and doing all that kind of stuff. I don't think I would enjoy watching that with A-Rod. Now, if you put somebody else from the baseball sphere in that, you know, it, in, in that situation with Michael K, because I think Michael K is fantastic, right? He's been the voice of the Yankees for forever. So he's great. But if you bring in somebody else who maybe is a little bit more likable for me, I would watch. But the fact that it's A-Rod, I don't really care at all to, to watch it. I mean, eight games seems like the perfect amount because there's no way they could keep it going. For over the course of a full season, yeah, eight games seems like a good amount. If they, especially if they break it up like before the All Star break and after the All Star break, and they time it out, you know, for big matchups or like big games, obviously. But yeah, it's it's the A Rod thing for me. That's I don't I don't uh, I don't enjoy A Rod enough like that to want to watch him. Who would you want instead? Yeah, who's? I mean, you know who's I'm fun? Guessing. Yeah, who? Who's a fun player? Like, um, so I, I would have Michael K do it, and then, dude, I don't, you know, now that now that you're, you put me on the spot, I don't know, because I was originally thinking like another announcer who would be great at it, and I thought uh, Benetti would be really fun at it. I think Boog from the Cubs broadcast, I think he would be really good at it too. But I don't know about an actual ex-player that I would like. Maybe you don't really get to know baseball players like that, at least not anymore, to, on a personal level. I don't know. Yeah. Dan, Dan, do you have someone in mind? No, but I think it would have to be a per, uh, ex, an ex-player. Um, you'd have to try to find someone who wasn't just like... Uh, it would have to be somebody who has the caliber type that A-Rod has with his career. Like, you're not going to put like... No offense to him, like he seems pretty good when he does when he was on MLB Network, but like you're not gonna put Eric Burns out there. That's very offensive, dude. I you know, know for a fact Eric Burns watches this podcast too, and well, we just lost it. We just we just lost a viewer because of you. Unsubscribe. <laughs> but like uh, you'd have to find someone who's got the same caliber because like the Manning brothers, there they have that already connection that built-in chemistry it, it makes it easy for them it makes it easy for them to do that because of the fact that they 
obviously are brothers. They play the same position. They played against each other. They both have Super Bowls. They both have potentially Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame careers. They're both famous outside of their own sport. Um, I don't honestly trying to think off the top of my head. I don't know that I have another player that you could throw in, in there to like put in. I'm interested to see how A-Rod does. I've, I don't have anything against A-Rod. I've like listening to him on Fox or ESPN, whatever whatever the station is that he's on. Uh, when he do like I, playoff games or Sunday games, whatever it is. Yeah. Like, I, I like listening to him. He's, he's very knowledgeable. Like as far as when it comes to breaking down pitches, situations, uh, he knows a ton. Like the guy's a Hall of Fame baseball player at least he should be a hall of fame baseball player uh i mean let let's wait on that i was gonna say we'll get there let let's <laughs> wait but uh i don't know that i have anybody I, to replace him i, I have I, mean, I have i have one name and you go with much different people in the future but one name right now a retired player i would do michael k and CC Sabathia. So CC Sabathia has done some work with the MLB network. Um, he's also done some just overall uh, work when it comes to stuff on HBO. He's talked to other professional athletes. He has connections. And also he has, how do I say it nicely? He has the guts to call someone like, hey, that pitch, that fastball was was bad. That was a bad pitch. And I think I think that would work really well. Now, granted, I will say I'm not the first person to say CC Sabathia. So I kind of got that from other people. I'm not coming up without my own. But I'm I'm gonna back that up. I'm gonna say that's a good good option. But uh anyways, so um but my only other sorry, sorry, real quick. My only other person that I would have picked is actually K Rod. So I want Hmm. Francisco Rodriguez and Michael K. There we go. K Rod. If you're gonna do K Rod, do the real K Rod. Uh, I'm not sure that would probably go over well. I wonder what he's doing. I wonder if he's still pitching. AK Rod. That's what we call the show. Like the gun. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I, I'm gonna say uh, prob- probably not, but it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not worth. To be, to be to be honest, I'm gonna say Alex Rodriguez. Really, to me, and this is you know, it's my opinion. Is that again? It's about likableness. It's about who do you want to sit down at bar with and talk about baseball. And I don't want to hang out with Alex. I mean, just not for me. I think he's very knowledgeable. I think he can break down baseball. I I've seen him do it, but I just the main cast. Again, as you said, both Dan and Ben, you both said, it's really the rapport that they have with each other. So when it comes to it, rapport, I mean, one, Michael, Kane, Alex, do not do not have that rapport to kind of have that banter. But, but, but you don't also, know. I'm, Go ahead. I mean, yeah, yeah, no, that's fine. Um, I don't know that for sure. I just 
because the the viewer is going to tune in expecting that and if they're not sure if you do i don't know how you can attract new viewers outside of word of mouth especially since it's only eight games i'm like you have to really draw people in right away and i don't I don't know if Alex is that guy to draw people in. They draw in the casual fan. No, I I agree with that. Uh, but you got to remember, how many years did A Rod spend in New York? I don't you know, know. I'm like, say he's, eight, but I don't know. like he's got a rapport with Look. Michael K. From it's not like they weren't interviewed or talked to these you know uh, broadcasters, reporters sure. every single day. Yeah, here's my thing, and this is this is the last I'll say because I know we got to move on. Sorry, any you know we're running out of time. My thing is with him and uh, A Rod, it's like, oh my god, I just lost my train of thought. Forget it. Let's move on. <laughs> well, I mean, I'll ask, oh. I'll ask this. I'll, no, go ahead, Ben. If you got it. No, I, I keep forgetting. Go ahead. Uh, if if I remember it, I'll, I'll write it in the chat. <laughs> You're the worst. Just stop. All right. Great. Um, all right. So I'm trying to figure this out. Uh, A-Rod played with the Yankees from 2004 to 2013. So quite a nine while. Years. Yeah. So, um, yeah, nine, ten years. So it's, uh, yeah, I mean, he's, I'm sure he's talked with him. He has that kind of built-in rapport from playing there um so we'll see we'll see but um i'll give it a chance because again we're all baseball fans but i will say that i'm not optimistic it will be smooth i'm sure by the by the end it will be smooth but not great ben you got something yes yeah so the thing i remembered i was going to say the difference between what a baseball broadcast is and a football broadcast is football is so much more action-packed. There's so much more going on that Peyton and Eli don't need to necessarily have like crazy in-depth conversation about it where there's going to be so much downtime in between pitches, in between innings, where Michael K and A-Rod are going to have to like banter. And I get that, that that's why they're bringing in the guests and stuff. But I just I wonder if they're going to be able to do it over a prolonged – time like are that you know what i mean like is it gonna be at some point are you just gonna be like okay i'm just gonna turn this off because it's boring they're not really doing anything to uh, intrigue me or is this you know something that you can stick with so, I'll, i mean i'll definitely watch the first game and just kind of see how it goes and then yeah go from there but i mean i did that with yeah. the main cast did you like it it was okay i didn't mm. i did not dislike it but i didn't i don't necessarily need it like uh it was it was good to listen to them talk and banter and the more funny part was the uh comedic relief of the guests they brought in yeah but i mean i don't i don't need to listen to peyton manning and eli manning like go back and forth and take shots at each other while like trying to watch football like i get it it was funny and like Dude, but that's what that's um, what you know. That's what football sounds like when you're watching it at home. If you and I were watching it, we would be making fun of each other while also watching the game and trying to. 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't I don't need yeah. to listen to somebody else do it. <laughs> you and I could do it. Why, 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 why do I need to turn on ESPN? Right. I, yeah. I get I mean, it. It was good. It was funny, but I, I did the same thing. I cut them off, and I, I don't think I watched a full game with them too, like during the season. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a huge football fan to begin with, uh, so I never watched a single one. But I will say that I did watch like clips on YouTube. People would post it on Twitter, so you know, you had very viral moments. So I just wonder if they're going to even have those kind of those moments to share. So I mean, we'll see. But I think. Uh, think we'll kind of figure that out as we go along so if you guys want to what we'll do is we'll kind of round first base and we'll hit second base and uh what we'll talk about next is the 2022 baseball hall of fame now how this worked guys for anyone listening is that i had everyone submit a ballot and privately that's how this uh this works for a normal voting is that we've privately voted, and then I'm the only one who knows who got into the Hall of, the Hall of, Hall of Fame. Now, what I want to say up front is that we we pretty much had agreement on most of the names we picked. Most. Not all, but most. Now, I will say this. We only had one person that all four of us were voted for. But he's not uh, the lead uh, person on the ballot that most people would think. So I'll start off with our unanimous vote for the 2022 on a family basis Hall of Fame vote. And that unanimous player was Todd Todd Heldon. Wow. Really? Yeah. all, all All four of us voted for him. Um, he's the only one. Now, again, for the regular Hall of Fame, you have to receive 75% of the vote, which means three of us needed to vote for each each of the next players I will announce. So these are the players who got three votes, 75% of the vote. Our first, our second player who got uh, put into our Baseball Hall of Fame is... Barry Bonds. Gross. That means all three of you voted for him. Don't, don't. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll talk about that. Um, no, number two or number three, Roger Clemens. Number four, David Ortiz. Uh, nope, I'm out. All right, all right. Just hold on. We'll, we'll, we'll talk like, That's not hold on, guys. Yeah, just hold on. <laughs> All right, so number five is Andy Pettit. Just Dan, I know, I know you're upset. Just wait, okay. Number six, Manny Ramirez, and number seven, number seven, Alex Rodriguez. Wait, the same guy from K Rod? <laughs> that yeah. same guy? Yeah. Wow, he's he's all over the place. Good for him. Well, this this will be his first time on the ballot, but on our ballot, he was our first ballot Hall of Famer. 
So, again, our only unanimous Hall of Gamer was Todd Hilton. But I'm just going to guess from your faces, you do not like some of those names. Go. How can you not want David Ortiz in the Hall of Fame? How can you? He's like one of the most clutch postseason hitters of all time. So what? He's one of the most feared hitters for 15 years in, in the entire sport. He wasn't even the best player on his own team. Yeah, and we also voted for the other best player on his team to be in the same place he is. I did. I voted for Manny. I did too. Manny Ramirez should be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, and if you're voting Manny, also Andy Pettit, really? Andy Pettit. Yeah, again, one of the best postseason pitchers of all. Again, so what? That's. Literally a huge part of the season. You play the whole rest of the year to get to that point. He doesn't so have the wins. pretty good times he doesn't, to be have, good. he doesn't have the wins. He doesn't have the RA. He doesn't have the strikeouts. He doesn't have the personal accolades. He just happened to pitch for the Yankees. Wow. He also pitched so, someone sounds a little salty. For, yeah, and what happened when he pitched for Houston? All right. So it, if you guys want to get into it. A little, bit, a little bit, obviously. David Ortiz and Andy Pettit. So, as you can tell, Dan did not vote for either one of those players. Nope. So, who is, now, who is in your tent? Sorry, Jake, I don't want to step in your toes. But... So, if you guys want to make it public, you guys can say who you voted for. But what I'll do is, because there were six names who received just three votes... If you guys are okay with it, what I'll do is I'll share who did not vote for the Hall of Famer. Yeah, Again, no our Hall of Famer. Okay, so pull, I'll start pull, off with... Pull them out. Uh, pull them out, Jake. Show them all. Show, show, show well, these oh, oh I, I, got, I got the votes. Don't worry. Okay, so... Jake's kept the receipts. I, I have all of them right here. So, first one to start off with is... Barry Bonds. Dallas did not vote for Barry Bonds. I'm intrigued. I'm, I'm actually curious okay. to know why. Steroids, man. Okay. So but but Dallas, if you want to go down the steroids route, you also voted for Manny Ramirez as Rodriguez. <laughs> Can't Let's be honest, okay? <laughs> what? So, what? So, I'm, so I'm, I'm just I saying. So, so, <laughs> da, so da, Dallas, Dallas did not vote for Barry Bonds, but he also did not vote for Roger Clemens. Already, you're, you're so the two most polarizing steroid users slash two maybe of the greatest statistical players of all time they don't get in but lesser steroid users all good we're good with them bring those guys in we just don't do any of you highbrow stuff so uh the next one is todd helton we all voted for him but I will say the next one, as you can tell from, again, past conversation, Dan did not vote for Ortiz or Pettit. Now, I will say this. I'll move on because we already talked about them. Manny Ramirez and Alex Rodriguez only got three votes. And the person who did not vote for them was me. 
Do tell. Explain. Curious. I, I will explain. So, Manny Ramirez, from all accounts, and Alex Rodriguez, not only because, again, when it comes to steroid use, I think we can't say steroids is uh, is a reason to not vote for someone at this point. So when it comes down to it, I know this is a harsh thing, and this is this is subjective. But one of the things for the Hall of Fame vote is you have to. I think I want to pull it up because I don't want to misquote it. And again, it's subjective. But it says voting shall be based upon the player's record, playing ability, integrity, sportsmanship, character, and contribution to the team or teams on which the player played. Now, subjectively, you can make the vote, you can make the, the argument that Manny Ramirez and Alex Rodriguez, I think they're, uh, they're, and this is why I also did not vote for Sammy Sosa in particular, is because even though they either have tested positive or haven't, they've been so vocally obstinate that I did not vote for them. And when they did get caught, especially Manny and Alex, when they did get caught, they, uh, oh, I can't sing it nicely, they were not very kind to fans, to their ex-teammates, and to the league. And so for that sake, I would say I did not vote for them. It's not justifying taking steroids for the other guys, but mainly in A-Rod to me, I think those guys had time. They can get on a bell later. Barry and Roger, this is their last time. Alex, this is his first time. And Manny, this is not his first time or last time. So I didn't feel an urgency to get him in. So that's my thought. See, <clears throat> I agree with that to a certain extent because I didn't vote for Kurt Schilling. Because Kurt Schilling seems like such a bad guy, right? Like he, he's a xenophobe and he's a homophobe and he does all these terrible things that I would never respect as a person, right? So like, fine, you, you put all that stuff out there and then you have to look at the numbers. If you're looking at just numbers, he's he's phenomenal. He's he's one of the best pitchers ever, right? Hall of Fame, or Hall of Fame statistically and then look at his numbers in the playoffs. So I vote for Pettit because of based off playoff numbers. But I don't vote for Schilling because Schilling's a bad guy. And I get that that's it's it's hard. So like when, when people give like actual voters for the major leagues like a hard time about who they voted for or who they didn't, it's like it is a tough decision. And, it, and we're doing this just the four of us for fun. But this is like people's actual careers and lives and, and, and stuff that we're putting on the line. And it's hard. Like how do you parse this guy's a bad guy because you know what he's a racist so fine but this guy's a bad guy because he took steroids but this guy's a lesser bad guy you know what i mean like and then you start trying to pick it apart and eventually Schilling just didn't make my 10 because of that but i think his numbers are good enough that he would be eventually on it or in it but i thought he was interesting i also voted for tim hudson and billy wagner those are my two guys that didn't make it that i voted for 
I've always been a big Hudson guy. He was my favorite of those A's teams, those Mulder, Zito, and Hudson. Hudson was always my guy there. So that was just kind of like a more homer pick. And then Wagner, best lefty reliever ever. If we were to play, uh, if we were to pick up any video game that he was in from 1990, whatever, through the end of his career, he's getting drafted by someone's team. You know? I voted for Wagner, too. Yeah, yeah, so there you go. I did not vote for Billy Wagner, but I probably nope. I could have. I was on the fence. Uh, Who are your ten? I like I like his. I didn't even vote for ten. I picked six. Oh, uh, I know you picked uh, I I like Billy Wagner's story <laughs> more than anything else. I went. I like the fact I didn't vote for him, but I uh, I like the fact that he is actually right-handed and taught himself to pitch left-handed, and then still made a major league baseball career out of it. In a pretty, yeah, a pretty good sure. career at that. Uh, so okay, yeah. my six. I think I voted for six. Uh, Bonds, yeah. Clemens, Todd Helton, uh, A. Rod Manny, and actually, I'm a little shocked at myself. I did this, uh, but yeah. I went, I went all uh, minus Todd Helton. I went all Juice Boys. You went Sheffield or so? Oh no, hold on. I went, I went so. Yeah, so. So let me can can I add this? Dan is the only one who voted for Sosa, and he's wow. the White Sox fan. Yeah, so I'm not, I'm, I, mean, I consider myself a more realistic baseball fan than anything else. Like obviously, oh, I favor oh, the White White Sox nice. over everything, but I consider you didn't vote in Burley. I did not. Mark Burley is one of those guys who's right on the cusp. He's he was so good for the team he was on and what he did in the playoffs, but he doesn't have the career actual numbers and accolades to get him in. Granted, he's got a world he's got a World Series. He's got a perfect game and a no hitter. Uh but Mark Burley is a White and, Sox Hall of Famer. Yeah. He is not a major league baseball Hall of Famer. And Mark Burley has one of the coolest plays by a pitcher ever. Yeah, he might have the he might have the play of the decade. When he made that no, play, no, in, maybe century. It was it, it was insane. And it happened on that opening alone, day. On that way to alone, way to, way to peak, I voted right. too early. It's like you have a yeah. web gem of the web gems, and then all of a sudden you're just like seven games under 500 with a 450. Right? And you're like, well, you remember that cool play I made a couple months ago? That was. Please don't cut me. Uh, but yeah, no, I voted for so- Sosa. So my six were Bonds, Clemens, Helton, Manny, Arad, Sosa. I think they were all collectively the best players on their teams, and probably one of the best players at their positions during the time which they played. Uh, regardless of steroid use. Um, Can you answer me why I- you didn't pick? Juan Uribe or AJ Brzezinski? AJ Brzezinski, that's what I was going to ask. Well, um, I can say Juan Uribe... I can say Juan Uribe is not on the ballot I was given. And there's no spot for a write-in. A write-in. That's what I've written on Ramesson, you know. God, it's it's so overrated. Uh, All right, now, who's on your picks? Who did you pick, though? Dude, hold on, why... Why does it say Michael Hunt at the bottom? Dale, you need to fix that mic, bro. Oh. That's not the, that is, Dale, is your is your iPad leaning on something that the microphone on the bottom's covered? 
Look at these low rays. <laughs> Jake, I got we. Did we lose Jake? Yeah. I was gonna say if we lost the ship. We're 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 out, we're, we're out, we're out to sea, brother. All right, well let's just keep it going until he hops back in. Right. Uh, Ooh, barely, wait. Dale. Jake, you're back. Jake, you're back. Um. Oh, Jake, your audio's, oh, out. Jake, your audio's out. All right, so Ben, of the list, who could you make an argument for? Who else would I have made an argument for? Like yeah. a realistic. No, yeah, a realistic around. argument. A realistic argument, um, like. I always liked, and I, I looked up his numbers because I thought it was crazy that none of us even threw him a pity vote. Was Sheffield. He's got almost 3,000 hits, right? 2,700 hits. Oh, you That's threw him a vote? Okay, Jake's audio is out, but he apparently voted for him, so that's good. Um, no, but yeah, I mean, so Jake, Jake will back me up when he gets his mic working again, but almost 300 batting average, almost 30,000 or 30,000 hits. Insane. <laughs> 3,000 hits. Almost, he had over 500 home runs. He was just not a fun guy to be around. From all, he looked like from that. everything that you hear, no one liked him. Like none of he the sports like writers liked him. And those are the people who vote. So he's never going to get in just because he was such a bristly personality. Yeah. But he was. I was surprised. Like apparently Jake threw a vote at him, but I know I didn't. He would have been that next tier. I also voted for Jeff Kent. I don't know if anyone else voted for Jeff Kent. No, I'm but, pretty sure you're the only one. Dude, he's got the most home runs for a second baseman ever. I feel like if you have the most of anything at your position, you should be in the Hall of Fame. No. Why isn't my, my, why isn't my boy Dan Ugla in here? No. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, now we're Yeah, you're coming in now. All right. All right, so I voted in uh, Sheffield. Um I will say that Sheffield got Dallas and my vote. But I will say that Sheffield, again, 3,000 hits for 500 home runs. When he was younger, he got a bunch of stolen bases. And he has one of the highest averages for any hitter on this Hall of Fame ballot. So that's something. And every single one of us imitated his batting stance. Everyone just ever. Looking. Yeah, we also imitated uh, Chuck Knobloch. So that doesn't mean. Put him much. in batting stance Hall of Fame. First ballot Hall of Fame in Chuck. <laughs> yeah. Next yeah. week, batting stance Hall of Fame. Hey, we can throw that on something. That'll be fun. There are so, so many guys who have iconic batting stances. Yeah, true. Uh, so if you guys can hear me, we'll, we'll uh, move to the next uh, base, if that's cool. Yeah, go for it. All right, so the third base is the Danimal section, which is the division breakdown. And this week, what division are we breaking down, Dan? Uh, you guys is uh, NL Central. Welcome to the jungle. It's the Danimal. Great. Let's get it. So what's the first, what's the question that you want to start off with? Uh, how about your Cubs? Let's start their rebuilding. 
Are they? Are they? The Cubs I don't mean, rebuild, Dan. The Cubs reload. Okay. You were, uh, were, coming. were coming. 20 games under? Yeah, it's going to be 18 next year. Okay. You know what we call that? Progress. Dallas is just screaming out in the outer space. No one can hear anything he's saying. He's just shouting. All right. Ah. No, seriously. Uh, Everything that's going on, it's got to be Milwaukee's division, right? Should be. They traded already and picked up uh, Hunter Renfro. You still have have best closer in baseball right now in Hayter. A pitching staff that's coming off of having the NL Cy Young in Corbin Burns. You've got Brandon Woodruff Fred, was really good last year. Woodruff was good. Freddie Peralta is outstanding. He's also, also under, under, under like, like 20, 23, 24 years old, years old, I think. Uh, Devin Williams is insane. Devin Williams out of the bullpen. Like, it's it's got to be it's Milwaukee's division. See, my thing with Milwaukee is they're going to go on Yelich. Yelich needs to be MVP Yelich again. Otherwise, yeah. I don't think. I don't think the Brewers are winning anything. I think you need an MVP caliber player. No team has won the World Series without like one true MVP caliber player, at least that I can remember in the last little bit. You need a guy, like a true guy feared in your lineup. Now, that's not saying the ain't like the Brewers can't make a trade at the deadline or something to pull a slugger if, you know, a team is down or whatever, but like are they going to come back down to earth? Like Willie, I, I don't know his last name. It says Adamus. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know if he's going to be as good as he was at this, you know, last year after he got traded from Tampa. He looked like a bust in Tampa, and then he looks like an MVP yeah. candidate in Milwaukee. Like, so somewhere True. eventually, you can't, you know, it's going to balance out. Like the Brewers are balanced out. So the pitchers yeah. will come back down to earth a little bit. Yelich will rise. I think the Brewers stay at the top of the division though, and I think they win probably ninety-two games. So good. Yeah, season. I think. Uh... I think the realistic expectation is that Milwaukee will stay at the top. But, it, I mean, it, it's very annoying because I lived in Missouri for, I think it was eight, almost eight, nine years. and uh, But I, the Cardinals are always there. Doesn't always. matter. Doesn't matter who they have in the mound. Doesn't matter how injured they are they're mm. always there always so and and this year is the, kind of the swan song yadi Mina, and adam wainwright so you gotta believe these players are gonna go all out to make sure that they are competing in the playoffs so well will i think they make a final playoffs no but i think they're going to they can make a run for the division. I think with Nolan Arenado's second year, Paul Goldschmidt, and that outfield is insane. O'Neal, uh, the hater, mm. the hater, and the right fielder, I'm losing his name, but he also was great last year as well. I think he got, he was in the rookie of the year conversation. Dil, Dylan Carlson, sorry about that. Yeah, uh, so, so that outfield is great. The infield is great. The pitching was injured last year, and they were still great. So I got to believe the 
Cardinals may find a way to edge out the Brewers just based on, if you want to say, experience of doing it as an organization. They might do it, but they do have a first-team manager. So I Who's don't know coach? how much they Who? they fired they fired the coach. I don't know the new one. Oh, have they not hired anyone new yet? No, they did. I just forget. Oh, I don't know. Okay. Um, so again, so, so realistically, again, we I can think, say, go ahead, go ahead. No, I think uh, with that being said, I think it'd be Milwaukee, St. Louis, and then no one else. Yeah, so that's basically what I was going to get to. Uh, we can write off the Pirates as being terrible. Uh, as being a team. The Reds are going to be terrible. But I don't think the Cubs are going to be as bad as you think. You're pessimistic Cubs fan. Or I shouldn't say pessimistic. I should say realistic Cubs fan. And that's great. And yes. that's kind of how I tend to, tend to try to be. Um, but at this point, I'm going to convince myself that we're going to be decent. Because I'm used to disappointment. So it's not going to hurt. It'll be fine. Wow. So the Cardinals hired. Life, life goes on. Life goes on. Dan, who's the Cardinals, new coach? Uh, Oliver Marmol. Carlos Marmol, right. Okay. <laughs> He's going to throw a bunch of sliders in the left handed batting box. <laughs> Everyone's just yeah. going to chase. <laughs> For one season. As long as, it, as, long as it's Soriano, Soriano they're, they're, they're swinging. <laughs> They are swinging. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but I j- just based on experience and honestly, years of annoyance, the Cardinals found – I mean, last year, how many games did they win in a row? 17 in a row for no annoying. reason? Yeah, it was annoying. Like, it, they find a way. And, I mean, it'll be, again, Nolan Arenado's second full season there. I gotta believe he's gonna be an MVP, top five MVP, maybe. So I mean, I I don't I mean, feel like there's his own any teammate. reason. I mean, yeah, Gold- Paul Gold- Goldschmidt. Ever since he went to the Cardinals, has yeah, never been MVP. I mean, he's still going to be – I mean, he was one of my favorite players. You know, that. I mean, he's, he was my guy for a long time before he went there. So. Yeah. Yeah, but I think – I mean, for a high bar for – yeah, I mean, again, as a Cubs fan, a high bar for the Cubs is 80 wins. I thought you were going to say 30. 30 wins, <laughs> I mean, maybe. I mean, you I mean, were 70 – you had 71 <laughs> last year. You think you're going to jump I, nine – wins the only reason i would say they could is because they did make some additions and i have a reason to believe they could be still up still in the market to make a couple more additions whenever this lockout i don't like the i've never been a fan and i don't like the addition of uh stroman I've never liked Why? him. I've never liked, liked him. I know. It's, I thought he was always overrated. Oh, all right. Well, um, so, I mean, good on you if he, you know, uh, can produce for you. But Dude, he's consistent. I, uh, he gets at least 200 innings every year. You know, at least every year, every year gets 30 starts. Yeah. So, like, if you're going to tell me he can't win nine games, 
he he's not responsible for a nine win uptick, and I, I think he could be. <clears throat> Plus, like I said, I don't think the Cubs are gonna sit back. Like I think they're gonna make a, a heavy pull at Correa. I know we were kind of talking about it. I think before we recorded last week. Um, yeah. I think I think they're gonna actually at least make a go at it and, and try to make. Try to try to make it, you know. Try to make a run on it. If they can get anything out of wisdom like they did last year, you know, Frank is not going to bat like three twenty five or whatever he hit. You know, he no. looks like a doofus from a nineteen twenties painting <laughs> or something. But he's great, and he crushed the ball last year. I was like, who is this? Yeah. Guy? He was like a rain, like a Royals minor leaguer. And all of a sudden, he's the Cubs' best hitter last year. But so he's going to come back down. And like I like I was saying before, I think it's always about balance. I think. Strowman's going to lift the Cubs a little bit. Correa, if potentially in the next whatever signing, could lift the Cubs a little bit. I think I think we can get nine wins. I think Jake's right. 80, think, 80 to 81 I, wins for me. I think I'm basically – I said 80 wins as a high bar. I'm going to say they get 70, 75. Okay. But that right, means so – I'm about for 10 that games di- optimi- more optimistic than you. For that division – They'll be in the middle. That's third place. That's hard third place at 70 wins. Yeah. Since 2018, Marcus Stroman has not had a winning season. Yeah, but people are looking less at wins as a true measure of. Okay, he went nine and six. I'm always kind of like nine and four. I will always look at wins and losses as a big deal. Yeah. Um, But I know people care less about wins and losses because you could throw. A nine-inning complete game shutout. Pitcher, you know, you give up one run in the tenth inning. And you're like, okay, now I just lost because whatever. You know what I mean? So I, mean, I think people just—they're not. Yeah, but then you got to look at well, you got to look at quality starts. Yeah. On top of it, you look at look at everything. So like, you know, Strowman—he went four nine with a five five ERA in eighteen. He went yeah. ten and three. Yeah. And he went. Or ten and thirteen, then he went ten and yep. thirteen, uh, and then he didn't pitch in twenty twenty, uh, and he went ten and thirteen again in twenty twenty one. It's consistency, bro. Yeah. All I heard is consistency. <laughs> well, the only point I'm not ever gonna say. Marcus Stroman is Max Scherzer. I'm not saying that. I think he will be consistent. I think uh, in so, in some ways, uh, you know, Ben made a joke of his consistency, but I think you have to also look at the team he's on and the Blue Jays and then the Mets. But, I mean, before this past year, the Blue Jays were not in contention. And his ERA has never been – he had that one year, but his ERA is not terrible. But I, I think he'll be there. The fact that you can count on 30 starts from anyone is a good start. So I Dude, think, why do you the, think defense, the White Sox kept John – the White Sox kept John Garland around for how long? For what yeah. reason? Because he could pitch innings because he was going to give you seven, guaranteed seven starts and uh, seven innings to start. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you can rely on that consistently, like that has to mean something for wins and loss, like wins for your team. Yeah, I think Garland had the one year. What is what was it? I think it was oh five. I forget what year it was where Garland 
won 10 consecutive decisions before yeah. taking a loss to start the season. Yeah. So, Either way, I'll, I just, I'll, I've never been I'll, a fan of them. Uh, I think the Cubs have a lot more work to do if they're going to really try to compete with the Cardinals and oh, yeah. Milwaukee. Um, yeah. It'll be a good battle between those two down the road. And if anything, the Cubs can help to play spoiler. You know, I, I fully year. agree. I I fully agree. I think the Reds and the Pirates, I mean, the Reds will be in by default fourth place because the Pirates are always the worst team. So I think it's pretty easy. I think it really just comes down to who's at the top. And I think that'll take that. I think that'll come down to last like month of the year. Has a, has a schedule been released yet? I mean, there's not going to be games yet. Sure. Yeah, I don't. Okay. I don't think so it would be that. interesting to see how yeah. how they schedule the end of that year. You're right. Like if, if it comes down to a weekend series where St. Yeah. Louis is against you know the Cubs on the road or something, and Milwaukee gets Pittsburgh at home. You know what I mean? Like that could be. Yeah, that could be interesting. It's gonna be. It's uh, gonna be a fun year to see how. It plays out yes, the schedule is out. Huh. Huh. I mean, because they're still anticipating us. A- season so like you have to still release everything as no normal just because there's no cba right now you still have to release it as though there is mm. all right but nonetheless yes the schedule is out um and yeah i mean we can uh look more at that but i think it yeah as ben said it could come down to last week but i'm gonna say the last month either the cardinals or brewers pull away and that just that, and the rest is, is kind of just fun teams trying to win a good game. Just see what you but got. That's it's yeah, that's just the division. So, um, but yeah, so if uh, if that kind of wraps up the division, we can kind of round third and hit home plate, which is our our takes. And again, we're all from Chicago. So what we're going to do for home play every week is we will take, we will have one take per person uh, for, for any Chicago team. And this, this week is kind of easy, easy pickings if you're a Bears fan. So Dan, why don't you start us off? What is your Chicago sports team take of the week? Uh, well, obviously Matt Nagy being fired was not a shock nor Ryan Pace, uh, but I like the fact that the Bears haven't – it doesn't seem like they have a predetermined guy already picked. It seems like they're actually going to bring people and appropriate people in for positions and hopefully not just rush this with the first guy that says – uh the right end, you know, has the right answers. You know, from what everything I'm reading, they're bringing in Doug Peterson, they're bringing in Brian Flores, they're bringing in Dan if Quinn. You, apparently, if you even watched a Bills game this year, the Bears are going to uh, interview you so for a I'm, job. Uh, I like where they're going with it. So, that's cool. my piece. All right. All right, so the next person up is Ben. What is your Chicago sports team take of the week? I'm rolling with Olin. You guys seen these shirts? 
you know the company obvious shirts right they they make shirts pretty straightforward you not hear me i can hear you i can you can hear me though yeah can you hear oh, me you know what? i'm gonna yes. have a conversation with you dad what's up yeah Dang, so obvious shirts yes okay yeah so obvious shirts um, they made a one. Did you guys? Because we talked about the the story with uh, Olin Krutz in the group chat about how the Bears offered him yeah. fifteen dollars yeah. an hour to work as a, as a line coach, which is a hysterical. But B, obvious shirts made a new shirt. It's called Rolling with Olin, and they sold mm. it for fifteen dollars exactly on the Bears website <laughs> because the president was it George McCaskey? Is that who it was? Had his press conference yesterday, and he basically called Olin Krutz a liar. It's like, first of all, I take pride in the Bears' offensive line as as a fat guy. And I know Dan has always had a soft spot for the offensive line as well. And Olin Krutz was like a personal hero of ours. So for anybody to call him a liar, I'll fight them. Yeah. So I'm wow. rolling with Olin, baby. That's my – that I'm throwing it down. Rolling with Olin. Dalco. Did you make up those t-shirts? Yeah. He does make those t-shirts. In, in their no, you made that up. That I know. They, someone made it on the shirt. That's what I saw. Should have. Ben sung Batman on the corner. Right. Yeah. Dow, Dow, what's your uh, sports? Yeah, Dallas, what's your sports team take of the week? Nice. I'd say uh, Bears are a usual disappointment. So are the Cubs. Go Bulls. Go Bulls. Love it. All right. Yeah, that's yes, pretty simple. My quick take of the week is I miss any Cubs news. That's my take. I miss seeing the players. I miss seeing transactions. All I want to see is pitchers and catchers report to spring training on time. I don't know if that will happen, but... Any Chicago Cubs players, whether Stroman or any player, really, I would just love to see it. But we'll see. So we'll see what comes from the the meeting on Thursday. And we'll see what comes from this podcast going forward. So this will conclude our second episode of the podcast. Uh, It's called On a Family Basis. My name's Jake. I'm Ben. I'm Dallas. <laughs> I'm Dan. No, you got Dan. Right, you got God damn, it's my working. Great. So we all had some issues today, but either way, we worked out. So again, this of episode two, thanks for listening, and we'll be back this time next week. So thank you again. Mwah. Mwah. Stay classy. Stay classy.